We started anyway. <laughs> All right, so for the 10th time in our lifetimes, we have another Super Bowl weekend, and I'm not excited for it anymore because Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl again, and I'm just sick of it. But is it, I mean, it, it probably should have been at this point seven times ago, but isn't it kind of cool, like, the novelty of this guy's doing it for a 10th time? Yeah, that part's cool, but the part that isn't cool is that it's just freaking him again. Yeah. But the part that is cool is that it's future him on the other side. For the oh, first great. Time ever. So he can, <laughs> he can start his run of 10 straight Super Bowls, and it's just like... I'm, <laughs> 10 straight? Down to, yeah, I'm saying 10 straight. <laughs> Jeez. Write it down. Um, I wish I thought that was out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what it comes down to is just I'm mad the Packers aren't there. Right, and they should be there, and they should have beat the Bucks. And it's just so frustrating that it's like, oh, Tom Brady's Super Bowl coverage. I haven't paid one ounce of attention to any Super Bowl coverage this week. That's because there really hasn't been any, though. It's very weird for a Super Bowl year. Like, if if I didn't know sports, I feel like there's a chance I wouldn't realize it's the Super Bowl this week. Right. I mean, yeah. Well, there's a lot more, you know, important stuff in the world going on with COVID and all that. Yeah. COVID smovid, am I right? Exactly. How many uh, Super Bowl MVPs does COVID have? Brady's uh, got what? Five. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he didn't win all of them? Oh, did Venetary win one of them or no. something? Uh, oh, Brady might have four. Venetary might have won the one against the Rams. And then I think they had a defensive player win one, but I could be wrong. Malcolm Butler? Was it the Malcolm Butler game? No, I think Brady won that. Then you know how the MVP gets like a truck or something? I think Brady gave it to <laughs> Malcolm Butler. Oh, let's right, because he didn't. He still had five from the other six. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. I'm looking it up if you want to filibuster for a second. Yeah. Um, I'm just... Oh, okay, I found it. You right can now. shut up. <laughs> yeah, Brady won the first two Super Bowls that he won. He got it. Oh, the first one, he had 145 yards and a touchdown, so that's kind of crap. System quarterback. And then Dion Branch won the, the third one. That he was in. That's a wide receiver, not a defensive player. And then Brady has... Oh, Brady has two other ones, but I forgot. Against the Rams, Julian Edelman had 10 catches for 141 yards and won the MVP. And that was a 13-3 game. That should have gone to a defensive player. Yeah, I do remember that, actually. He had a heck of a game. Because everyone's like, who they're going to give it to? But then, yeah, Edelman had a great game. Yeah, because it was a crap game all around, except for him. I mean, even... He wasn't that spectacular. It was just the best. That was of... so anticlimactic because the Rams were good all year. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, this special offense. And then Belichick came in and was like, nah, three points. Right. And we don't, we'll score 13 and beat your special offense. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many we score. You're just going to have less than we do at the end. Right. That's that's kind of the formula, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Belichick's done it better than anybody. Yeah. He just always has more. I don't know. How, I think he cheats, but he always has more than the other team does. He probably starts with like 10 points. I feel like that's usually <laughs> how it works. Yeah, but like, it'd be too obvious if they put it on the scoreboard at the start of games. So they'll just kind of add extra points. Like, <laughs> touchdowns for the Patriots are actually eight points. And then the extra point makes it nine. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they slide it in there. <laughs> the halftime people might not notice that they add an extra four points. On. <laughs> right. It's all because of Belichick. Yeah. Um, so breakdown of this game, we have, I don't know, I, the, the Chiefs are three and a half point favorites. Um, I don't see it being close, but I guess in order to make, you know, content for the podcast, we have to say how the Bucks can win this game. Oh, the Bucks are going to win it. 
And there you go. I don't so I'll think that, but you know. <laughs> oh yeah. I can pretend to. <laughs> um so the only thing I can think of with the Bucks, and they did this against the Packers, is that you get pressure with four, which is, seems to be the common theme of every Super Bowl. Yeah. You get pressure with four, and then you can stop whoever. But I think with this Super Bowl, it's even more important that you get pressure with four, and I say that 100% seriously. I, I don't think that's wrong, because most Super Bowls, we say you got to get pressure with four on Brady. This Super Bowl, you got to get pressure with four on both guys. Yeah, right, because <laughs> if you give Brady enough time. Well, that's the thing, like, that's how I don't see this happening, because, like, Brady, yes, he's obviously in the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. He, um, he hasn't been playing that great, per se. He has, what, four interceptions the past two games? I don't know how many he has. Yeah, I think he had three in, uh, against the Saints, right? And then one against you guys, or is it two and two? No, yeah, we three three against us. Oh, okay. Right. I just did that backwards. Yeah, so he, he hasn't been playing great. So the Chiefs' defense, I feel like, is in an okay spot. Uh, much like the Packers defense was. And I don't feel like the Chiefs defense will give up stupid plays before halftime where there's somebody wide open and there's four seconds left on the clock on a fourth and three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about uh, the events of a couple weeks ago? Actually? I know we had a podcast last week, but do you need to get anything else out there? Well, Aaron Rodgers is still a member of the Green Bay Packers, so that's all I can yeah, go for. At this for point. now. Oh, there was a trade. Oh, my gosh. We can talk about the trade that happened. Huh? Oh, yeah. Matt Stafford. Oh, yeah. A, I mean, that was a pretty big deal. We're talking, we were yeah. talking about the Rams a minute ago. I didn't bring it up. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for the Bucks. Their front line's legit, so if you can get to Mahomes, make him, you know, not as comfortable in the pocket, but even then he gets outside the pocket and makes a stupid throw. Right. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to say, I don't know how the Bucks win this game. I'll be the guy that says it. <laughs> they can't. It's impossible. Cancel the game. We don't, <laughs> we don't have to worry about any COVID issues, which we'll is give the Chiefs the Super Bowl now. Because, like, the Bucks-Packers game, the Bucks can beat the Packers if they abuse the offensive line and get to Rodgers. Because, you know, we don't have as many weapons as the Chiefs do. But, like, Patrick Mahomes scrambles and then just chucks it up to Travis Kelsey, who's going to be wide open every time because you can't stop him. Right. Like, Aaron Rodgers, there's a pretty good chance that he wins that game uh, 10 years ago when he was still the young, right. much more mobile. He was never Lamar Jackson, obviously, but he moved as well as Patrick Mahomes does. Um, and, I mean, I guess the one thing that I would remind people of is that Eric Fisher is out for the Chiefs, but like you said, Mahomes is he is probably the best thrower outside of the pocket, maybe like Josh Allen was this year, I'm not sure. But when Mahomes rolls out, you're it almost becomes a more exciting play because you're like, how is he gonna pull this one off? And then he does every time. Right. Yeah, he's amazing at it. Um so yeah we have I guess the same thing applies pretty much for every team that faces the Chiefs. You can't kick field goals. If you're like close to it, you got to go for it. You got to score the touchdowns because the Chiefs aren't going to stop. Even if you're up 21 nothing, Houston Texans, they're not going to stop. So like, if you're the Bucks, you got to go for it when he as many times as you can. Right. And then hope maybe they get a couple three and outs, and then you win in a shootout. See, that's the thing. Uh, a couple weeks ago, when the Bills played the Chiefs, I know that the score ended up not being all that close, but. Early on, the Bills were not aggressive in that game. And yeah. if they were, and if they had scored a touchdown, even one of, I think there was three times where people debated whether or not they should have gone for it. If they had even scored a touchdown once there, we're talking about it like it's a different game. 
but they they just you you can't play scared against the Chiefs, and I don't see Brady letting that happen. No, he definitely he's been there literally nine times before. He knows what's at stake. Right. Um, and with Soros, that happens. I, I mean, this is the Kansas City Chiefs. It's one of the best offenses we've ever seen. I know that the numbers this year, I think they were fifth in scoring, but they can score as easily and as quickly as any team we've ever seen. So Brady knows when we go out there, we need to be able to match what they're doing, and we're not going to do that with two field goals in the first quarter. Right. Um. So yeah, I just Brady. If there's anybody that can be the Chiefs, it's Brady at the helm because the Bucks showed you that they can put up points. So you know that's going to happen. Maybe their defense get a couple stops. Maybe it comes down to. I think the only way the Bucks win is if it comes down to who has the ball last. Other than Wouldn't that, that be incredible if it just happens again? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Brady doing it again. It's just like, oh, it's just ten. T- it's well. Not ten times because he did lose a couple of times. Yeah, he lost. But lost to Eli twice. Yeah, best quarterback I ever. Still I still don't, don't know how, how that happened. Yeah, like, I see some like that. Was it Mar? Was it Manningham? No, who had the catch? Manningham had the second catch. Tyree had the yeah. one in the first. Tyree made the first one. Yeah, it's just like unbelievable. And then I was looking at the uh, was it Edelman the catch? Yeah, against, against the, the Falcons, Rams? where the oh, ball the like Falcons, skipped right. up and was a half an inch off the ground, yeah. and he just managed to grab it anyway. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's cool to go back and look at old Super Bowls and seeing that one play again. It's like, wow, sometimes it really just does come down to that one play being the difference. That ball against the Falcons, I still feel like this happens when I watch it. When they show it in slow motion, I feel like the only thing not in slow motion is Julian Edelman. The ball is moving in slow motion, the defense is moving in slow motion, and Julian Edelman is just going normal speed. Yeah, I don't know. He defied the laws of everything, <laughs> physics and everything else, and caught that ball somehow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that that's how I see I mean, the only way I see the Bucks winning is in a shootout. Or, um, I know you said rain might be a factor, 75% chance. Yeah, that's what I saw the other day. I'm not sure if it's changed, but uh, that's obviously not a good thing for a team like the Chiefs, but I'm not sure that it's a big enough factor because – we we were looking up the stats and going back and forth with earlier in the week. They they know how to play in the rain. It's not like it's been a huge issue for them. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. Um, so maybe that changes the scoring a little bit. But other than that, I think Chiefs blowout or Bucks win on, on maybe last second touchdown. No field goals. Uh, that's not a bad prediction. I'll probably say the Chiefs win, I'll say by 10. Give me a final score exact. Oh, man. Uh, 37-27. High-scoring game. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to say, um, 31-10. Whoa, you don't have the uh, Bucks doing much against that Chiefs defense, huh? Nope. I just feel like they're going to – I don't know why. That's just the way I'm feeling it, you know? Hey, that's, I don't have... that's <laughs> all, all this game is about is making predictions. There's no logic behind any of them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, maybe I'm right, and if I'm wrong, no one will care, but if I'm right, I'll talk about it forever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it works. Yeah, that you're um, you're learning from the uh, the the hand of Colin Coward. He has taught you well. <laughs> just take every absolute angle, and then eventually they'll come up with videos where you fight, argue against yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
Obviously, we have it. Um, if the Bucks win, okay, we'll do it this way. Cover ever all the grounds. If okay. the Bucks wins, what's the score? Uh, ten nothing, and Mahomes got hurt in the first quarter. If that happens, win. it's gonna be the worst Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowls, oh, yeah. just because the hype is a huge factor in it. Like at least the Patriots Rams one, we were like, eh, that's just a couple of really good defenses, but this right. one where we want nothing but touchdowns. <laughs> um, I'm saying if the Bucks win, the score is 49-42. Wow. Okay. <laughs> We're on the same page. Wait, actually, no, no. Make it 48. No, they have to kick the extra point if they score with no time left on the clock. Uh, I don't think they do anymore. I think we had a rule change at some point. All right, well, 49-48, depending on that rule. So okay. We, you know, yeah, well, wrong, we know why. Right. Um, quick note about this game that I saw on ESPN that the Tampa Bay mayor said he might name it Tampa Bay. Bay. I think, I think she, Oh, she, I apologize. (laughs) That's Um, okay. That's just me being ignorant. Um, (laughs) It's the mayor of Tampa. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just the worst. Um, I'm so mad about the Packers loss. All right. I'm going to put it there. That's fair. (laughs) Uh, no, I, if it's Tampa Bay, I'm going to burn the city to the ground. Yeah. yeah so now you got to be careful because if the city of Tampa, if the city of Tampa burns down, we're going to know who it was. Um, Tampa Brady. I guess. Yeah. Tampa <laughs> Brady. Um, is Tampa Bay the new title town? Yeah. I, I mean. They had a World Series team, the NHL Finals winner, and now a potential Super Bowl winner, and that worst a Super Bowl team. Yeah, wh- when did and, that happen? And if you want to look at Florida, they had the Heat this year too. Right. I mean, we don't have to talk about them anymore. Well, we should be happy. I mean, I know that they're not off to the best start this year, but you got to that team was a year or two ahead of schedule. So if they if they have one down year. The future is bright, regardless. I'm just still it's disappointed to lose to the Wizards. The <laughs> Wizards aren't trying, especially the way they lost. Ugh. That was kind of cool, though. Were you watching that game? No. Oh wait, no. I'm thinking about the way oh, that, yeah, that's the, that, that Brooklyn the Nets lost game? to the Wizards. Yeah. 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 So that it can always exciting. be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I rem- um yes sorry just if anybody didn't see the the uh wizards were up like or that were down six i think it was or five yeah yeah down six no they're down five down five yeah and there was like seven seconds left and bradley beal comes up and hits a really quick three and then all of a sudden joe harris is totally botching the inbound pass and you look up and Russell Westbrook's hitting another three for them to go ahead and it just it didn't make sense. I looked down for two seconds and the next thing I knew the Wizards were winning. Yeah, it was. I, I love stuff like that. But then you look at the records and the Wizards have five wins and the, the Nets uh, are probably going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. But it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and it I know a lot of people always like seeing a team lose like that when they're like the Nets just form the super team and then they lose to the Wizards who don't care about anything. Right. I mean, people just like to see teams that we know and kind of expect to be good lose, right? Just because it's yeah. fun. Because you know that in the long run that this game doesn't matter. But for now, you can yeah, stick it to them. Yeah, and that's that's always fun to watch. <laughs> um, 
So football notes. Oh, yes, yeah, so we have our predictions. If the Chiefs win, CJ said 37-27. I said 31-10. The Bucks win. CJ said 10 nothing. Mahomes got hurt. I'm going to write that down because that's a very important caveat to all this. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. That was just if if it's 10 nothing, it's because Mahomes got hurt. Or if they lose, it's because Mahomes got hurt. And Tampa Bay is not winning this game. <laughs> and then I have if At the Tampa, farm. Uh, Bethel, bet the entire ranch, all of it. Jeez. Cows and everything. Yeah, just gone. <laughs> um, and then the if the Bucks win, I have them winning 42, maybe 48, or 49, sorry, 49, maybe 48 to 42. Okay. Uh, CJ, do you have any interesting bets on this game for porpoises? Uh, not not yet, but I'll head to Rivers at some point this weekend. Uh, what, are you, what are you looking at? I saw one, it was like plus 600 that the Chiefs lead for all four quarters of the game. And like, that's not easy to do, but I don't think it's out of the question. I like the money on that. So I'll probably hit that. And, you know, I, I like to just poke around. I don't I don't like to bet straight up on the game because it's just too random. Like, give me whether or not uh, Tyreek Hill is going to score three touchdowns. Yeah, the cool stuff. Right, <laughs> and the stuff that actually pays, because I don't bet enough. I bet, like, $5. I'd rather do 10 $5 bets than one $50 bet. And right. you're not going to get a good payout if you bet the Chiefs to win against the points, because it's only, like, I think it might be minus 100. Yeah, no, it's got to be... Or minus 120. If, if, yeah, you got to definitely make it more interesting than just, oh, the Chiefs are going to win. Right. That's not yeah, it's just really boring. Exciting. Um, oh man, the phone's ringing. CJ filibuster. Oh man, it's like uh, it's like when Greg Cody's doing it back in my day, and the phone starts ringing. Um, uh, nothing happened in baseball, so I don't know if I can really filibuster for this long. But the Super Bowl this week, Tom Brady's the goat, and it doesn't really matter what anybody thinks at this point. But I got a hot take for you, and I'm pretty sure Elijah can't hear this, so I I hope. I'm back. I'm oh, back. you are back. You want to hear my hot take? Absolutely. Mahomes is already going to be better than Tom Brady. What do you mean? I'm like calling now. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna have a best uh, or a better career than Tom Brady. I mean, I just called him making ten straight Super Bowls. That's true. So I guess you had a hotter take. I got him at eleven straight Super Bowls, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you know, covering all my grounds, I also said earlier this year that he's not that good. Yeah, you know, it's you can't be wrong if you cover both sides. I also think there's no way Mahomes will ever be better than Brady. <laughs> There's also no in between. Either he's not that good, or he makes ten, maybe eleven straight Super Bowls. Exactly. We will not be uh, talking about it in twenty years, saying was Mahomes better than Brady. We'll know the answer. <laughs> yes, one way or another. <laughs> Even though he might get his second ring in what three years already. Could you imagine if the first three years of Patrick Mahomes' career is an MVP and then two Super Bowls? Wow. Uh, first three years as a starter, his first year he was on the bench behind Alex Smith. Did he win MVP first year? Yeah, it was first year as a starter. Right. He threw for over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other day I looked up what Brady's first three years were like, and it's not, Mahomes blows him out of the water, even with the two Super Bowls that Brady got. Right. Because Brady wasn't an MVP. I think he only threw for 4,000 yards one of the his first three years. I mean, Brady was very good, but 
Mahomes definitely has him beat pretty comfortably at this point. I mean, yeah, he pretty much has everyone beat. Yes. At everything. Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody has had a better first three years than Patrick Mahomes in any sport. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look Ever. at that. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> look into that. Um, yeah. Football notes. We have two options here. Do you want to talk about the Stafford trade or the Pro Bowl? Um, let's just get the Pro Bowl out of the way. <laughs> okay. So I mean, yeah, let's Pro talk Pro Bowl. Oh, yeah, the exciting Pro Bowl. Yeah. Um, Kyle, Kyler Murray was named the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl MVP as the NFC tops the AFC in virtual matchup. Um, it was 32 to 12. Oh, but, but in Madden, right? Yeah, so, sorry, in Madden. 32 to 12 in Madden. I mean, anything can happen. Um, we had <laughs> Kyler Murray was the leader of the NFC squad, which also had NASCAR star Bubba Wallace and Seattle Seahawks Jamal Adams and former Seattle Seahawks running back Marshawn Lynch at the controls. Oh, that's the, the AFC, team right there. <laughs> the AFC squad, which was led by Deshaun Watson. I don't know if that means they were playing or they were just the quarterbacks of the team. No, I think they were... I think they were playing. Were they playing as the Pro Bowl team? Like the actual people that were voted to the Pro Bowl? Or was it just like, so. like was Russell Wilson just the Seahawks? Because that would be. No, I think, <laughs> I think it was the actual team. Okay. Uh, so AFC was Deshaun Watson, Keyshawn Johnson, Derrick Henry, and Snoop Dogg. Of course. Who else? Uh, oh, wow. Murray played with himself. Nice. Jeez, man. <laughs> I mean, that's what it says. It literally says that. He picked up a 7-6 to six lead in the first quarter when he faced off against Deshaun Watson. Oh, so they must have rotated out per quarter. Oh. And then, jeez, Bubba Wallace came through and scored three touchdowns in the jeez. second quarter. Who knew? He went up 26-6 to six at halftime. So you're telling me that Bubba Wallace is better at being Kyler Murray than Kyler Murray? Uh, apparently. Wow. Um, in the fourth quarter, Lynch pulled off a big interception and broke his chair while celebrating. <laughs> That's not surprising at all. I wonder if he just got excited and like jumped up in the chair and broke it, or if he just like got up and smashed the chair out of excitement. <laughs> uh, there's probably video of it, and I don't care that much to look. That's fair. <laughs> anyway, the NFC won, so go our teams. Yeah, let's go and Giants and Packers. We had a lot to do with that. Wait, who did Bubba Wallace face off against? I want to know who's terrible at Madden. That, that's true, because is Bubba Wallace good, or was he going up against weak competition? I think he was going up against Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, see, he's old. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't put somebody in there, I, I would guess Bubba Wallace is in his 20s, but at worst 30s, against someone who's got to be at least mid-40s, maybe even 50. That's just an unfair matchup all day. I mean, I blame the AFC for not getting their matchups down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get. Well, I don't know. Is there anybody that you're trusting Keyshawn Johnson going up against? He's 48. Um, no. <laughs> Kyler's Kyler's gonna light it up. Jamal Adams, Marshawn Lynch. You know he's good at Madden, and then Bubba Wallace. I think yeah. that was the, if anybody should have won MVP, it's Bubba Wallace. Yeah, I mean, if you put up three touchdowns in one quarter in your only quarter of play, I mean, that's that's MVP stuff right there. All right, so on our podcast, officially in our personal record books on our podcast, Bubba Wallace won the MVP. We got to get him on the podcast and present him with an award. Hey, uh, how does it feel to be the uh, sports and stuff MVP of the Pro Bowl? Yeah, we, we should have sponsored the Pro Bowl so we could have chosen the MVP ourselves. Oh, my gosh. Next year. Yeah, Next we'll, year we'll sure. get on that. 
Um, and then the other football note, we have the Matthew Stafford trade that saw Matthew Stafford going to the L.A. Rams and Jared Goff coming back to Detroit in return, as well as like 500 picks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you like, does it matter to you that Stafford is out of the division or are the Lions just never really a factor when you worry about the season? <laughs> no, see, when it comes to the Lions, I've always liked the Lions because they're always our little brother. We're like, like we're really mad, but then we always beat them anyway. Right. <laughs> one year you'll catch us, but we'll break your heart with a Hail Mary at the end of the game. <laughs> so it, it doesn't really uh, bother me that I'm not really concerned about it. I mean, if everyone's freaking out about Stafford going to the Rams, I don't know. I don't see it as a huge deal, but maybe I could be, be uh, completely wrong about that. See, I was thinking about this. Stafford might be the most polarizing player that nobody cares about. Because I've either heard people that say he's like a top five quarterback and going to be a huge difference maker. And then I've heard people that say this trade doesn't matter because he's not that much better than golf. And I'm like, there's like, we're on total opposite sides of the argument, but he's such a non-factor for his first 13 years in the league or whatever it was that we don't even bother to care. Right. It's, it's interesting. Cause like, yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. I just, I don't know. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Um, but like everyone, right. Everyone's always been like, Oh my gosh. He's so good in Detroit, but then like sometimes he's really bad in Detroit. So right. I don't know. And people don't care that much, but they no, make a big never. deal out of it. So so I've seen that the uh, Lions made out great with the, all these picks. I've also seen that now the Rams are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, much like Stafford himself, there's no in between. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, I like I like St- I've always liked Stafford. I don't. And Rogers always said he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He just doesn't get the credit for it. I do think um, he's really so- good, but I like some people have him as like top five, and I, that's I don't know. Like there are the three quarterbacks. I mean, you got Rogers, you got Mahomes, and you got Watson. But I like I'm taking Josh Allen over Matt Stafford. I'm taking Lamar Jackson over Matt Stafford. Are you, I'm still probably taking Tom Brady over Matt Stafford, even though his skills have definitely declined a bit. Like there's you, right. Kyler Murray, you're taking over Matt Stafford. I the better argument is if he's top ten, not <laughs> not this great like franchise changing quarterback for the Rams. We'll see. But, I mean, there's only time. Obviously, only time will tell. But I, I guess know. the real question is: Is he better enough than golf? Because golf came to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So, right. Yeah. That was yeah. That's the argument I've been hearing. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if he's <laughs> that much better. Right. Like five years ago, and I'm saying, yeah, the Rams got a real shot to do something here, but Matt Stafford's just kind of been meh for the last few years. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Um, it still doesn't make me scared of the Rams for the Packers sake. No, um, but that's no. So interesting. I'd be a little worried. No, not worried. <laughs> we, okay. Not at all. We're going to win the next 12 Super Bowls. Yeah. Because I know we all know that Mahomes would make it. We know what Mahomes would make it. No, no. Rogers is gone. If Jordan Love's going to win 12 straight. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Rogers gone this year. <laughs> no, he'll just, he'll just be on the bench. He'll, wow. he'll know that Jordan Love's better and do the right thing. Yeah. Like, here's your here's your team now. 
Okay. And Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes will face off for 12 straight Super Bowls. I like it. Write it down. Write someone write that down somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you're you're the note taker for the podcast. <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna write it down, but I know I'll know that take when it happens. Right, like you'll be like, I, I, I knew this would happen. We have the audio of it, so right. Like I yeah, said, well, if I'm wrong, no one will remember. The historians will look back. At, you know, 50 years from now, somebody will be listening through this episode and say, "Wow, this Elijah guy knew what he was talking about." All, all because he got that Nuggets take almost right. Yeah. <laughs> it started there. It started with heat nuggets in the finals. And next thing you know, the guy is just predicting everything. <laughs> no, see, the thing with the Nuggets take, though, is now you're going to be just off with everything you predict for the rest of time. That's so true. Mahomes is going to make it to nine, but Jordan Love is going to win 10. <laughs> oh. No, the, actually, that's what will happen. They'll make it to 12, but Mahomes will win all 12 of them. Um, Love will not win any of them. That would be brutal. A little off. (laughs) It must must be like, I I respect the heck out of Bills fans, but like losing four straight Super Bowls. Yeah. Like, I I know this sounds stupid, but like, I would prefer to not make the playoffs than lose four straight Super Bowls. Cause it's After just the second one. It's over. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> you as a Packers fan, have kind of been experiencing this over the past few years. When you feel like your team can and should be winning Super Bowls and they don't, it is so much harder than being a Jets fan. <laughs> like you for the, how many years has it been? Probably since the first championship with Rodgers, you've gotten your excitement level up every season with the expectation of we can win a Super Bowl. And now it's just it's heartbreak every year. Yeah. No, you're 100% right and it's we yeah, we've had the expectation every single year, but oh my gosh. It's tough getting back to it. So let alone making four and then never actually getting it. Like, oh my gosh. Right. Brutal. And then then there's Brady, who's 110. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, because, like, Rodgers was always going to be the next great guy after Brady. And it's like, oh, no, Rodgers is on his way out, and Brady is beating him to get to another Super Bowl. So dumb. All right, let's move on from football. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh my gosh, uh, we got some baseball talk here. Let's start with a uh, a trade that went down. I think it was this past week, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. The Rockies don't care about baseball anymore. No, not at all. <laughs> at least not so winning traded, baseball. Yeah, they traded Nolan Arenado, who's arguably the best third baseman in baseball, and they traded him to the Cardinals. Basically, yeah. money dump. Yeah, it it was kind of it it was it felt similar to when the Marlins got rid of uh, Giancarlo Stanton to the Yankees, but Arnado was he's one of the best all around players in baseball, and it just it doesn't make sense to me that a team would be willing to get rid of a guy like that. And I know that it is a money dump, but at the same time, like it. You just hate to see teams not trying, and I know that that's something you're going to get in any sport pretty much regardless, but you don't like to see it. He signed an eight-year contract in the spring of 2019. And, yeah. So he played two seasons on that contract. 
before getting shipped out. He's won eight gold gloves? Yeah, dude. The guy's insane. He's one of the best third basemen we've ever seen defensively, and and his offensive numbers are incredible. Wow. They I'm should, just looking at... The MLB should make a rule saying if you sign a contract over six years, over five years, whatever they want to make it, you have to play at least half the contract with that team. Because I'm so tired of these players signing these massive contracts and two years later doing like just complaining until they're out. Like that, play the damn contract out. And I know that sometimes it's frustrating when you look at, especially like the Rockies probably, or yeah, the Rockies look at the Padres and say, how are we going to, like, we already have the Dodgers to compete with. Now we have the Rockies too. This is just impossible. But make your team better. <laughs> Wow, and then next year, Story becomes a free agent. Yeah. They could lose him, too. They'll, there's a decent chance I end up trading him, I think, before the end of this season's deadline, because why... I mean, they've already given up their best player. They're not going to sign Trevor Story to the same contract Arenado had, just to have right. him leave two years later. <laughs> wow. Actually, it's, it's not that great for the Cardinals. They don't think the Cardinals are going to be that good. No. Who? Oh my gosh, I forgot they had Paul Goldschmidt. Oh, this person on ESPN. Oh. He said their lineup's not that great. I mean, I think people see Goldschmidt and Arnado and think it's incredible, but Ooh. I don't think they're a bad team. They got uh, Jack Flaherty. He's one of the better starters in baseball. Oh, yeah. Like, Jesus, he's so good. Jordan Hicks out of the bullpen's really good. Like they have, they have a good little team. I wonder why the Cardinals, though. I wonder if they, like... I didn't see anything in the article why specifically the Cardinals, but yeah, did they get anything in return? Prospects? Yeah, they got like five prospects back, but I don't think any really high level guys. And they also gave up fifty million dollars. And I know, I mean, they still they saved two hundred million dollars total. So, or no, they saved one hundred fifty million dollars after the fifty million they gave up. So it's still a big time money maker or money saver. But right, like, yeah, it's you gave up fifty million dollars to get rid of your best player. Wow, um, we're getting close to baseball season. This yeah, month, we are. spring training start. Yeah, wow, it's exciting. How many days till pitchers and how many days till season peas? <laughs> it's usually it's usually like twenty something days or the twentieth somewhere around that. So. I don't know that guy. Don't, next you don't few know weeks. The exact date. Uh, I think it's different for every. It is different for every team. No, I don't know the first day. I'm gonna guess the 21st. So a couple podcasts ago, you did not know who was on the hall. Oh Valley my gosh! <laughs> and now you don't know the exact date of P's and C's. I'm looking I it mean, up. I'm starting to question if you like baseball at all. Uh, yeah, not really. February. <laughs> oh, February 15th. Oh my gosh, that's 11 days right. away. You're right around the corner. P's and C's, um, February. How about that? Uh, and then another baseball note uh, Dustin Pedroia retired this past week. Ah, but position players on February 21st, so I wasn't too far <laughs> off. Okay, so you had the right date in mind. You were just wrong about P's and C's. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we had uh, Dustin Pedroia retire earlier this week. Um, which is sad, but like as a Red Sox fan, I've seen it coming. Obviously, right? He's kind of like the sick dog, where it's like, oh man, this stinks. But jeez, CJ, coming. goodness gracious! 
<laughs> Am I wrong? Kill Dustin Pedroia? No, it's just he retired because he knew that it would not have been sad to see him trot back out there and be as fast as David Ortiz was in his last career, but without the PED. Let's get this over down. with. CJ takes Dustin Pedroia behind the green monster and just shoots him. Drag him out by the collar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's more like a racehorse who's like you know lost a couple races and is ready for a nice retirement <laughs> yeah yeah we'll go with that racehorse dog, broke right. like on the last uh, turn <laughs> no, stop. goodness gracious i don't know what's um, going on right now <laughs> very morbid uh yeah no so he's obviously one of my favorite red sox players of all time very in a role for the uh 2007 and 2013 World Series. And was he ever your pretty- official captain? No. I mean, as close as you can get. Yeah. After Veritech. Right. And, I mean, he's a, a Red Sox lifer, which is always, like, not that David Ortiz is not someone who you associate with the Red Sox, but there's something about the guy coming up through your system and staying with your team for his whole career that right. always makes guys special. Are you just trying to, like, remind me that we traded Mookie Betts? <laughs> I honestly didn't even think about that. <laughs> now I agree again. <laughs> As you should be. John Henry, kick rocks! <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, you know, it's... No, it's, we're not going to do it. It is what it is. Dustin Pedroia had a great career. Uh, definitely a Red Sox Hall of Famer. Probably not an actual Hall of Famer. No, I wouldn't think um, so. But, but but he was a really good player. Yeah, he was he was excellent. Um, and screw Manny Machado for ruining his career. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Uh, I mean, it put to put it nicely, screw Manny Machado for ruining his career. Yeah, that's. That's fair. I don't. I don't like to get into this conversation much because I have always been in the mindset that it's the second baseman's job to not get hurt on double play scenarios, even when. No, that's, that's but, totally fair. I'm but Machado was in the wrong. I'm not defending him, but I will say that that's something. Like, I always hate the conversation because you don't want to see anybody's career get ended. But if it's just right. like if he just were to go down and be out for a couple games and then come back, I would say he's the one that's got to get out of the way. But it's just it's tough when it's a career-ending injury, essentially. Yeah, it's just extremely unfortunate. But my uh. I'll always be grateful for. I mean, Pedroia was pretty much my player growing up. Him and Ortiz. Yeah. Um, there. That's basically my Red Sox childhood. Right. So. And um, hopefully, I, I would love to see him become part of like the coaching staff or something like that. That'd be cool. That would be cool. And as much as we joked about it earlier, it is nice to see that he just went out. You didn't see him try to fight back. I mean, I guess the last couple of years he kind of has been, but. For him to not come back and to see that sad version of him limping and like you'll yeah. remember him as the great Red Sox player that he was, not some old beat up version of himself. Yeah, and the only to do it at like five foot nine, which they list him as, I think he's shorter than that. It's just it's so awesome. Yeah, and he played baseball as hard as anyone could play baseball, pretty much. Right, you know, you can't spell Pedroy without PED. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I was just going through the Red Sox page on ESPN here, and uh, there's an article that came out. The biggest star every MLB team has ever traded. Wow. I wonder who the Red Sox was. It's got to be Babe Ruth. I would think so. Or is it Mookie Betts? Uh, King Kelly. 
Uh, Diamondbacks. Oh my gosh, we're not gonna actually do all this, but guess. Uh, let's see. Diamondbacks was Kurt Schilling. Really? Interesting. And it's pretty good. What do you think the Yankees was? I don't know. I don't know the the history of our trades well enough. We're always getting the good players. Wow, Ricky Henderson. No, that's not. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he was very good with the Yankees, but if he, I mean, I guess it's just biggest star, not necessarily best player. This is so dumb. Others to consider: Joe Gordon, Bobby Bonds, Alfonso Soriano, and Aroldis Chapman. Fun fact about Joe Gordon: uh, the year that Ted Williams hit for the Triple Crown, nineteen forty-two, Joe Gordon beat him out for the MVP. Yeah, that's so dumb. Baseball is so stupid. I'm pretty sure you had like almost half the number of uh, home runs and a significantly lower batting average. <laughs> that's just <laughs> ridiculous. That's I want to say like Ted Williams, right? Yeah, because the year before, I mean, it's a little bit different, but that was the year DiMaggio had his 56 game hit streak and beat him for the triple crown when Williams hit 406. But in 1942, the year that he won the Triple Crown, it his batting average went down to 356 or something like that. So it's, it's a substantial drop in batting average. So I understand why he wouldn't get MVP. Disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Red Sox was Babe Ruth. Others to consider. Tris Speaker. Don't know who that is. You don't know Tris Speaker? No. A Hall of Famer. No. I want to say Hall of Fame second baseman. For the Red Sox or for the team that you traded him to? Uh, I would guess for the Red Sox. Reggie Smith, Fred Lynn, Nomar, Manny, Adrian Gonzalez, and Mookie Bess. Those are the others to consider. Yeah, it's biggest star, not best player. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Trispeak here's a weird one, then, if it's biggest star. Just because I feel like he's not quite in the realm of some of those other guys that you said. Right. But he's also just older. Um, a quick note about Pedroia is that I don't think the Red Sox have found a second baseman since he got hurt. No, didn't they have somebody a couple years ago that was like, wow, this guy, or Michael Chavis, or is he third base? Oh, yeah. He, uh, he plays a little bit of everything. I don't think he's second base full-time, though. Yeah. Actually, I don't know who plays second. Our team was such a mess last year. Wasn't it somebody I... with a very Asian name? Yeah, I remember um... us playing them and being like, I have never heard of this person before in my life. I think his last name is Lynn. Second base for the Red Sox. Ooh, also appearing when I typed in second base four, it said a girl and a guy. <laughs> Can you click on that one and let me know what you get? Yes. Um, who is the Red Sox second baseman? Dustin Pedroia. Well, that's not true. Nope. Career 299 hitter. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, Mickey Mantle was too, though, so not, not bad company. Hey. Who's better, you know? See, I'm now you've about. questioned my baseball knowledge, so now every opportunity I'm getting, I'm just <laughs> wanting <laughs> some fact. <laughs> oh, did you know this? this, this, this. <laughs> hey, dude, can you tell me who's on the 1960 Hall of Fame ballot? I don't uh, think you can. Um, oh, what was the, the name that I said that was just a funny name? Burley Grimes. Burley Grimes. Not bad. Very acceptable. Um, Enrique Hernandez. Is that the guy we just... Yeah, yeah that's the guy we got... Yeah, okay, he's our second baseman now. Yeah, that makes sense. I forgot you guys got him. Jeez, our team is terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, that right. Vasquez, Vasquez, good catcher. Um, our first baseman is Bobby Delbeck. Sure. Um, who, who apparently is supposed to be pretty good. Michael Chavis is our backup second baseman. Er, Bobby Dees, Bobby Dorr. 
Bobby D since Bobby Dorr. Chavis <laughs> <laughs> um, also does play second base. You were right about that. Yeah, I thought he did a couple years ago, but I don't know how good he actually is. Um, left field, Benintendi, center, Verdugo, right field, Hunter Renfro. You guys have a lot of pieces where, like, that guy would be good on a championship team as, like, the eighth best player. <laughs> Thank you, CJ. I appreciate it. But, like, that's not a horrible place to be because I feel like with the, the right the moves Boston at the deadline. The Boston Red Sox. We're the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, you got to remember good. where you came from, Mr. 86 years without a championship. Uh, yeah, but these young damn Red bad. Sox fans are so spoiled, thinking that championships come once every three or four years. Meanwhile, they forget that their parents and grandparents literally – you probably had grandparents who lived their whole lives without seeing the Red Sox win a championship. <laughs> it's, it just doesn't happen for you guys That's all so the time. True. And now you're thinking that we're going to win one every year. It's so true. But I'll, I mean, with John Henry as owner, we should be able to buy whoever we want. Ugh. Yeah, that's. I guess that's frustrating. <laughs> That's what that's the aggravating part. Not the Red Sox as a whole, but the ownership has all so much money. And oh, we don't want to go over the luxury tax because Mookie Betts cost too much. Yeah, he was the Marlins owner. You can't be expecting him to just win all the time. I mean, four World Series is pretty good. It's, yeah, that's pretty good. And you're still that's not good enough for you though. <laughs> no, not good enough. More. Well, I'm just mad about Mookie Betts. So uh, that's yeah, funny. that's all you yeah, ever care about. <laughs> The Heat are doing terrible right now. The Packers just lost in the NFC Championship game. I just need some positive news. Tennessee you know? won. Yeah, but then they lost to Mississippi State earlier this week. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so I got. All right, so it's just been negative. CJ, give me a, a random baseball fact. Most it's random you can think of. Just in general. Yeah, we need to end the podcast on a good note. Um, the person with the oh, on a good note. I was going to say the person with, I believe, the second highest batting average all time died falling off a bridge on Niagara Falls. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> I would normally end it there for jokes, but I need something more positive. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, Reggie Jackson is the most home runs by somebody with a J for their last name. There you go. And there you have it. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much all we got. Ted uh, Williams is the my... W record if you want a Red Sox guy. And I think Ortiz has a Feroz. Oh, my gosh. There uh-huh. you go. We'll see. Positive news. Thank you very much. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's what I'm here for. Um, In Heinz, uh, to end it, Chiefs by a million. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, what more do you need?